Nation, Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Trish Rob McGregor and Rob McGregor <laughs> and our tech magician and producer, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular posts and you can find out about our books there. Our most recent nonfiction book is Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. Trish's latest novel is Skin Shifters and my latest novel is Tulpas. Alex Marco writes visionary fiction and spiritual self-help. She was welcomed into a world few people see, the sacred mysteries and magic of autism. When asked by three nonverbal autists to make known their truth, The Unsuspected Hero is the first book of a journey to the New Earth book series emerges. She's also the author of Life Signs, Tapping the Power of Synchronicity, Serendipity and Miracles, The Royal Secret, A Matter of Degrees, Back to Salem, and Facade. Welcome, Alex. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here. So on your website, you write that you grew up wanting to be a police detective, not a writer. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about uh, your uh, early life and how how that changed to what you're doing now. Well, actually, when I was really young, I wanted to be an astronaut, to be Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Most of us. you know... (laughs) You know, what happened is uh, I wasn't uh, obviously encouraged there because I was a woman or a girl at the time. And, uh, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I was in this law enforcement program where I would investigate different um, aspects, different careers in um, law enforcement. And when I was sitting with my guidance counselor, I think it was in my late junior year, um, they were looking at my grades and, and she was saying, you know, Alex, you're... You test really really high on sciences in mathematics. Why don't you go into uh, the sciences? And and that's when I was like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I you know I was like, okay, I'll look at it. So uh, I looked at it. I I became a zoology major. Followed the signs, the synchronicities, and mm-hmm. next thing I know, I was. Um, at the University of Massachusetts studying food science. So I ended up getting my degree in food science and chemistry. And, That's quite a uh, way of zoology. <laughs> it sure is. Um, from zoology, no, actually not as much as being an astronaut. But <laughs> right, um, that's true. it was a journey. It was a journey. And uh, But, you know, I think when I, uh, after I graduated and I started working, uh, at some point I just felt compelled to write. And one of the things that I've always been interested in is mystery and suspense and revealing truth. And that's how I started getting involved in writing. Hmm. has nothing to do with my degree. 
Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> but but that's good. It gives you a background in different stuff, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the premise of the unsuspected heroes is really unusual. Uh, humanity is caught in a 13,000-year Groundhog Day, ending with Earth's destruction. The Ascended Masters turn back time and create timeline glitches to give humanity the last chance at planetary ascension. One of the timeline tweaks is the dark and light teaming up. Another is the unsuspected heroes, a group of autistic women determined to save the world. Okay, so tell us how this idea, inspired by true events, came to you. Well, okay, um, the first thing I would say is, it. Uh, yes, there are autistic women uh, in, this, uh, in this book, in this series, but they're not all autistic, and uh, two of the primary characters, you know, are... Uh, uh, they do not have autism. Um, there are what I would call nonverbal autistics um, that many would um, believe that they're on the low end of the spectrum, of the um, autism spectrum. And, uh, you know, how I got involved in this is back in 2011, after I had uh, released one of my book trailers, uh, I had a reader reach out to me. And she saw the book trailer, and she said, hey, I had a psychic hit. Whoever created your book trailer is supposed to create a trailer for a couple of my friends. Let me tell you about my friends. Uh, it's Gail and Lyrica, and both of them are, some, both of them are on the spectrum. It's a mother who is, <clears throat> has Asperger's, and she's actually brilliant. And, she's, uh, and then there's the, the daughter. And the daughter is Lyrica, and Lyrica is uh, nonverbal. She communicates through a supported typing process, hmm. and and so you know they introduced me to her in concept. They and they set me up with them. They were coming out with a book called Autism: A Key to Our Spiritual Magnificence, hmm. and. Uh, that book is about how autistics are here on this planet at this time, and they are uh, involved in the shift in consciousness and what we're going through now. And, you know, so they hooked me up with them, and uh, at the time, a coincidence, I guess, one of those synchronicities, <laughs> serendipities, I should say, I had just been laid off. Hmm. And I had time to do their book trailer. And uh, so they sent me their book. And I, you know, I sat down to read it. And I got into the book. And I realized that Lyrica was pushing my buttons in many ways. And it hit me. There's no coincidence they were meant to connect with me. Hmm. So, um, you know, I was there's this, this one experience. I love to share it. I I was reading their book one evening, evening in my bedroom, and I have a meditation area set up, and I'm in the corner of the room, and I'm reading the book. And so it's the time I read it. I put the book on the bed, and I decided that I would, uh, you know, meditate. And given that I was unemployed, and I really wanted to know what I should be doing for my next income, mm -hmm. I, I set that intention for the meditation. So I shut the door. I put the bed, like I said, I put the book on the bed. I came to my chair. I sat down. I meditated. 
about 10 minutes into that meditation, I hear this crash in the room. <laughs> and I open my eyes, and at my feet is Autism, the book, which somehow huh. came across the room and landed at my feet. Oh, that's and, interesting. You know, yeah. So, obviously, I just took that as being, hey, this is a sign. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to be in the moment. One thing at a time, let me do their book. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, their book trailer. The interesting thing is, uh, about six weeks later, after I did their book trailer, I get a call from Gail and Lyrica, and Gail says, you know, Alex, we've been guided in meditation to offer you um, some work to help us move our story into the world. Um, and I'm like, well, how? And, and they said, any way you feel compelled to do. Because they knew I had some, a skill set of search engine optimization, building web content, uh -huh. and obviously doing trailers. So, uh, so they hired me. Hmm. So I got involved with the, these people, and you know, I learned that yes, the autistics are here to shift the the, the uh, planet's frequency. But it's my understanding that. What was happening is that we're heading towards this planetary ascension, and only a small segment of our population was going to ascend. And the bigger picture is that this group of beings have come here to essentially assist lifting the planetary frequency so that a larger segment of the population, a larger um, percentage of the population will actually go through this. So, Alex, what do you mean by ascension? Is that like the shift in consciousness that you're talking about? Yes. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, in many people's worlds, you will be hearing things about, um, yeah, the shift in consciousness, the paradigm shift, mm -hmm. um, the spiritual ascension of the planet, the spiritual evolution of the planet, and the new earth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a lot, that's a big mouthful. But um, they're all similar concepts. It's about how humanity's spiritual, um, spirituality is evolving. And there is a shift in the dimensions that we are, we're actually navigating now. Uh, what role does the pandemic play in this? Well, it, it's playing a huge role. And in different ways, it's my understanding that, um, you know, there's a lot of, let me put it this way, what I have learned is that a lot of the things that are happening, whether it's the pandemic or it's uh, earth, earth catastrophes mm -hmm. or situations that we find as being horrific, they're happening for a reason and we just need to trust that it's for the highest and best good for all of humanity that's how I so I can't go to that fear place as mm -hmm. these things evolve, come up um, and that's if there's any message out there it's that don't go to the fear mm -hmm. and to trust that this is happening and it's being orchestrated by um, you know, it's, it's happening for a reason Who's it being orchestrated by? 
Well, it's, or who is it being orchestrated? Well, it depends on which events you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so who are the ascended masters? Is that what you're speaking of? Do they live on this planet or are they in the spirit guides? Or? Okay, well, you know, yes. The, the ascended masters, it, you know, essentially the ascended masters are beings. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of oneness. If you're familiar with the yeah. concept of yeah. oneness, there's this one energy, right? And that energy is whether you call it God, creator, source. Mm-hmm. And we are all unique expressions of that one life. Everyone here is an expression of God. They're, they're, in, they're creators. And, well, ascended masters are those beings who have lived in other lifetimes, who have, through their free will, they've ascended to these higher realms by regaining their union with their, what I call the I am presence, which is that God essence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they remembered, not as in recalled, they remembered with the I am. Uh-huh. And, you know, yes, there are masters that are working um, as well as archangels, as well as as odd as this might sound, cosmic beings that are working uh, on this planet to assist humanity in this spiritual evolution. Are any of these ETs? That would be the cosmic beings, and, uh-huh. you know, and, and most people, and I, I, you know, I think most people might relate to what ascendant masters in the Western culture they'll think of. Oh. Jesus, Yeshua, absolutely. Mary Magdalene, absolutely. Mother Mary, Anna, the grandmother of Jesus. Uh, you know, the ascended masters, there's so many of them, but we identify with this, you know, the, 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 uh, culture, the culture of the Essenes, the, mm-hmm. of the Essenes, right? So do you consider the ascended masters like light beings that can move between physical and non-physical existence? They can be, um, and they are, uh, and they are, um, there are actually masters that are embodied, though they would never tell you that they are embodied, hmm. uh, and they are navigating, uh, they're, they're taking us on this journey uh, to this new earth. Mm-hmm. Which is where your unsuspected heroes take. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're on a journey. We're all, everyone here is on a journey to, it's a choice. Everyone gets to choose. And there's no right or wrong. We can stay in this third dimension physicality. We can um, choose to evolve to these higher planes um, and when I say higher, that I you know, most people go higher is better, right? <laughs> and, uh, that's not necessarily the case. It is what it is. Uh, it it just is. Okay, you mentioned in the book the sixteenth. What was it you called it? The sixteenth frequency, I think. Dimension. Sixteenth dimension. Dimension. Okay. What what is that? Well, uh, okay, so. We have dimensions, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. you know first dimension would be one point, right? Mm-hmm. Dot. That's a one dimension. 
you take two dots and you connect them, that's two dimensions. That's uh-huh. the second dimension, right? And then you go to the cube, the third dimension. Then you go to the fourth dimension of time. You go to the fifth dimension. I believe that uh, has to do with the linkage of gravity and electromagnetism. Hmm. So I'm not a physicist. So if you ask me what the 16th dimension, I wouldn't even have an idea of explaining it. But I have to say, I, I was curious. So, um, you know, I work with a channel that channels this collective in the 16th dimension. So I asked yesterday, um, and I got this whole dissertation of what the 16th dimension is. But when I, I had to boil it down to this, and this, was the, this is the definition. The 16th dimension is where everything exists, and yet, simultaneously nothing exists Hmm. where all potentialities and probabilities are playing out you know Hmm. and that's an interesting kind of chaos (laughs) yeah really sounds like now (laughs) uh yeah yeah um so that's that would be um that would be kind of as close to Uh definition of the yeah so what would the new earth be like that's a good question. I, we are creating it. Hmm. But I can say that the new earth will um, have systems. Like we have systems in place now. We're seeing the systems kind of crumble, right? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, a few systems anyway, right? We have the political <coughs> system. We have, you know, we have struggles with our educational system, mm-hmm. medical system. We have all these systems in place. And what happens is they've... They break, and we put Band-Aids on them, mm-hmm. and they work, and then they break, and we put another Band-Aid on them, and then we get into situations like an election, mm-hmm. for example. Um, but, you know, there are these ideals that we value, that will be valued in the new earth, and they're very simple. It's love, it's compassion, it's peace, it's uh, understanding, it's acceptance, tolerance. These are new earth ideals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you asked me what it's going to be like. It will have systems that will support, that will be built upon a foundation of new ideals. And Mm -hmm. we, we are all creators. We're going to create this new earth and Mm -hmm. it will be by us thinking outside the box because we've thought inside the box and look what we create. Yeah. So you're talking about a collective. I'm Basically, the collective creates. No, we create. You create. You're a creator. Yeah, no, I, I know that. But I'm just saying that yeah. to create this new earth, it has to be a collective effort, doesn't it? Well, yes. Uh, this new earth is being, uh, you know, there's different philosophies about the new earth. Some say... You know, what's going to happen is uh, we're going to go through this planetary ascension and a bunch of people are going to ascend up into the sky and go to the heavens and everybody, this other group will be left behind. And then others believe that the new earth is here. We don't have the transmitters or the receivers to receive it and process it. Hmm. And, um, And then, you know, What's what's happening, however, if you think of the new earth as being this fifth dimension, we are, as an individual, 
having experiences in the third dimension. The third dimension is physicality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, um, I never understood this, uh, this. I heard this concept over and over and over again. And it, to me, it became a cliche. We are spiritual be- beings having a physical right. experience. So, you know, it's, it's finally starting to click. We are spiritual, multidimensional, having experiences in different dimensions. This is all of us. Mm-hmm. We're having experiences in different dimensions. <laughs> and, uh, but we, and one of those dimensions is the third dimension. We're having this physical experience. But we are someplace else. This is just one of our expressions. It seems like synchronicity is kind of on the border between dimensions because uh, things happen that don't really happen in the way we normally think that they would happen. They come together and two things are similar, but they, they come together without cause and effect. And, and so it's like your book, <laughs> like the book flying <laughs> right. off the bed. Yeah. 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 Um, well, <laughs> Synchronicity is just such an excellent example of how we live in the flow. And, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, I mean, if we want to receive messages through synchronicities, we can set that intention, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and they just fly into our lives. Yeah. Sometimes, for instance, for skeptics who think it's all BS or just coincidence. It, there'll be a synchronicity so powerful that they can't ignore it. Like I'm thinking of that that, science, that skeptic. That, yeah, that skeptic. I don't know. What's his name? Oh gosh. I think of his name. He's the oh ed- Shermer. Sher- Michael Shermer, Michael uh, Shermer, editor of Skeptic Magazine. He had one so astonishing when his he was getting married to a German woman who didn't have any family with her. They're getting married, I think, in New Mexico or somewhere in the United States, and she was feeling sad because she uh, was missing her family, and uh, she had an old radio that uh, her grandfather had given her, and suddenly this love song comes on this radio just before... The radio the, came on, and it yeah, hadn't come on that, for years. That radio hadn't come on for years. It was just an old radio, and it came on seemingly on its own and played for about an hour or so, and after that, the radio would never work again. And it was like a message mm. from her grandfather. Uh, and and Schirmer actually yeah, wrote yeah, about it in Science, a, Scientific American. Yeah, in, his in, column. in a column, right. But then by two years later, he was back to being <laughs> the old skeptic again. <laughs> so, you know, some things <laughs> don't really catch on. But <laughs> well, that's a choice, right? That's, right. And yeah. We all have that choice. And it's okay. There's... there's it's it's our choice. We have the free will to choose whether we believe that the mm-hmm. synchronicities are miracles and they're trying to get our attention, uh, or they're showing that the, everything is in flow, mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, you know, uh, we've written uh, several books on synchronicity, and so we when we've been on podcasts, people always ask us, "Well, what's the best synchronicity you've <laughs> ever experienced?" So. So we're uh, going to ask you that. <laughs> is there any, you know, I don't I, mean to put, put you on a spot, but is there anything yeah, that really. stands well, out I to have, you? Or? <laughs> I have so many of them. Um, That's what you we know, I, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, I wrote a book also on synchronicity. Life right. right, life signs. And, um, 
you know how I how I, that book was kind of like a byproduct of my process, and it was my pre- creativity process. And you know, at the time, I was um, you know I had gotten into some psychic development. See, I'd written my very first novel, right, and um, it was horrible. <laughs> and I got into psychic development, and I noticed that as uh, I was using what I was learning as a way to creatively, um, you know, turn that book into something that would sell. And actually, I, you know, the very first um, publisher I sent the book to, um, I just, it was a cold uh, query. They bought it, you know, uh-huh. they, they bought it. It was just weird, and this was back when you, you just you didn't solve pub, right? Mm-hmm. You had to, yeah. and it was unheard of of a, um, you know, a, an author pinging a publisher. But anyway, I did it. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I was going through the psychic development process and writing these books, and they were novels, and I knew I had a process. But one day, I came into my house. And um, I noticed on this, uh, the coffee table, there was a book there. And I looked at it, and it was The Artist's Way by Julia King. Oh, yeah. I love that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I picked it up, and I read the cover, and I go, I do this. And I, so I started <laughs> leafing through it, and I'm reading it. And I go, well, I do this, but I do it differently. Let me try it her way. Her way didn't work for me. But that was, <laughs> that was not the point. But there was a way. Life, I realized I had a path mm-hmm. to um, share. This is my experience. It works for me. And, but the thing that was kind of synchronistic or serendipitous or whatever you want to call it, um, I was talking to my partner, and I said, so where did you get that book? What book? You know, The Artist's Way. And she goes, well, I thought you got it. <laughs> No, it was a mystery. Nobody oh. knew where the book came huh. from. So, yeah. yes, I have multiple stories like that, but I do yeah. like to tell that tale. Yeah, that's interesting. It it's, it's just shows you how the universe can push us in a right. certain direction. Yeah, mystery. We've yeah. had experiences like that, too. <clears throat> like, after our daughter left after Thanksgiving, I found this little figure on a living room table with some plants so i thought well, what the heck's this I, I went and showed it to rob i said hey you know where this comes from? no i've never seen it before and so, a little figure with wings a black yeah, a was, black guy about three, three inches <laughs> tall with wings and we'd never seen it before <laughs> and she had no idea what it was no, right? megan didn't bring it yeah. you know? <laughs> yes. it's that when stuff like that happens it's really it kind of it grabs you <laughs> oh absolutely it's it's um, the universe's way of uh, well I think it's the universe's way of telling us uh, or giving us a message. Mm-hmm. It grabs your attention. Particularly if you ask, yeah. Particularly mm-hmm. if you're asking, um, which is like for um, the book that I wrote on synchronicity is life signs. Uh, it's a it's a process where you're able to ask uh, the universe. Um, a question. And when I say the universe, I'm talking about whatever your higher power right. is, whatever that is for that person. And uh, and it's a process. You ask a question, you receive an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. 
It's just yeah. a, it's same as the process of writing a book. You get to a block, you can't move ahead. And what I do is I just keep asking, you know, how do I do it? How do I do it? Over and over. What, how do I get through this? Get, give me a message. Give me some clue. Where do I go? And suddenly, boom, it, it breaks through. I just went through that this morning. <laughs> um, okay, in The Unsuspected Heroes, one of your character muses about the nature of synchronicity and serendipity. And I like the way you talk about this. You say, could it be the universe guides us through synchronicity? Or could it be that when we are more spiritually engaged, synchronicity is a side effect, or perhaps both? And then there's this other thing that happens called serendipity. So what do you see, Alex, as the difference between these two? Well, I do see that they are different. Uh, synchronicity, you know, most define it as this meaningful coincidence, mm -hmm. right? Um, serendipity in my mind is one of those hiccups that we have in life where we're going for one thing, mm -hmm. but something else emerges and it's better. Right. And right. You know, I find they, they often are together, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, they often occur at the same time, but not always. And in many cases, I find that my best serendipities, I see it after the fact, like mm -hmm. maybe even years later. Hmm. Um, for example, you know, for that book, Life Signs, when I first wrote it, and um, my agent sent it to a um, um, bunch of publishers, right away got three publishers, you know, expressing interest in the book. However, for some reason, the universe did not want me to go down that road. Huh. And we had we got into a contract, we had communications breakdown, <clears throat> and we I parted ways. I said, no, I didn't like the contract. It was a miscommunication. Now, if it, there wasn't a miscommunication, and I thought, if I knew what they were trying to offer, I would have said, great, but there was a miscommunication. Hmm. Serendipitous. But I didn't know for years why. And, you know, one of the uh, autists in our group basically revealed that if I had gone down that road and uh, promoted life signs in the way that I had put out uh, in my book proposal, mm -hmm. uh, it would not have been for the highest and best good for me. And I wouldn't have done my soul work. Uh, which is involved with the work of this group. Of hmm. So it was really a fork in the path. <laughs> it was. It uh -huh. was. You know, I had spent, you know, I, you know, life science was um, putting a process together of uh, my, my pathway, uh, mm -hmm. right? Putting it in a way that I could help people uh, you know, understand that the universe is working with us and showing us signs. Uh, so, it, yeah, that that's where I was going. And I had no intention mm. of deviating from that until I, um, until these autists came into my life and I started seeing what they were doing. Okay, you say this, uh, you mentioned that you work with a channel. Is this your own channel, or is it somebody else? Well, um, this is, uh, I do work with a channel. And to, to really explain this, I think you need to understand, 
um, this book, uh, the series of books, a lot of this information is coming from these autistics that are mm-hmm. nonverbal. They don't speak. So um, when we first started this, I started this project in 2014, mm-hmm. okay? And the way the communication was was very slow. It was me reading a bunch of books and asking questions and their parents um, using the supported typing process to get the information. This is a very slow process. Uh-huh. And uh, so a couple years go by, I meet this person in, uh, in Peru, of all places, right? I was mm-hmm. on this uh, two-week spiritual journey, and I, uh, there was a member in the group, and we started talking, and I realized that we're talking the same language. We're talking... Uh-huh. We're in Peru. All over. It was, oh, okay. You know, we, yeah. yeah, it was a, a tour. Uh, so, so we decided that when we came back to Colorado, we would get together and chat. So um, she was asking questions about my journey with these autistics. Mm-hmm. And out of, you know, out of nowhere, she shares a past life. And she says, yeah, you know, I was, uh, was kind of like a student of um, this, uh, I would call this person a historical figure. The majority of the population would know who it is. And, and I just looked at her and I thought, well, that's just really weird because <laughs> I know that one of the autists is that person in a past life. Huh. So... I messaged the parent. I said, can you tell me anything about this person? And so the oddest, and I'm just going to use uh, the name Charlie here because mm-hmm. I'm really sensitive about protecting who they are. Yeah, that's fine. So Charlie goes, so Charlie messages and basically says he gives her soul name and he knows who she is and he's so glad she's joining this, this group. Hmm. And so this person is very psychic, and she starts having um, dreams with another autistic. And I'm just going to use the name Layla mm-hmm. for that. So she's having these auti- these uh, dreams with Layla and being shown these things that happened perhaps during, let's say, the, the crucifixion or the, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 end of the days before the crucifixion of um, Yeshua. And so I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. And then I was on this hike with this woman. Her name is Shauna. And so I'm on this hike with Shauna, and all of a sudden she says, well, she knows that I'm reading this book about um, the law of one material. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're familiar with it. Yeah, the I law have of one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, I was doing research on it, and see, I would normally go back to the autist and ask questions about it. And Shauna says, well, Layla is here. And she says, and she says something about the law of one. <laughs> and, and I'm like, she's here? Let me ask more questions. <laughs> so I get all these answers to these questions. And then I said, hey, ask Layla if she's interested in working with us on getting answers for the books. Hmm. And she says, I can do that, but the information has to be verified by 
um, Charlie, this other autistic. Uh-huh. So right away, we set up this process where I'm getting information, but it has to be verified through another autistic. Hmm. So and how so, how is that? Excuse me. How is that information from the nonverbals uh, uh, autistics uh, come to do? Do they are they able to type and uh, communicate that way? Like uh, I think that's what you would. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, this was a communication psychically, right? So they were talking, but we were getting confirmation of the answers through another autist, um, and that would be through this this facilitated typing process. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, that's what I was wondering because it seemed like yeah. uh, you're talking about two different things. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, I was here, we're developing the cha- this, this woman, this woman is psychically communicating, and then we're getting confirmation through an, a different autist, wow. okay, but this woman, she goes through this whole other level when all of a sudden she's, all this, she's starting to channel, and the likes of Mother Mary, um, <coughs> Jesus, Yeshua, uh, um, Metatron, uh, Archangel Mikael, uh, Joachim, uh, all these ascended masters begin channeling through her, giving us information as well as the autists. And, and so that, that is what happened. We, she, she went to a different level, and then two years ago, <laughs> she goes to a, an entirely different level. When I'm talking and, and we're doing a channeling, and the person that comes in says, this is Syrian. And I'm like, who the French toast is Syrian? <laughs> <laughs> and Syrian is this collective consciousness speaking through one voice of mm. the 16th dimension. Mm. So, so that's, that's how the... The inform- okay, and then you're like, well, what does that have to do with the autists? As it turns out, uh, you know, so since everyone is a multidimensional being, and we have these experiences, these lives, if you will, in other dimensions, it just so happens that in the 16th dimension, uh, one of, I work with a group of, let's just say, I think there's about eight of us. Uh, one of the autists, that's where he is. That's one of his expressions. Oh, so simultaneous you're talking. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All Uh time is one. All life is one. We're having multiple expressions simultaneously at the same time. So Mm. the channel is talk channel is one of her expression is in this 16th dimension as it turned out a number of people in our group are in this 16th dimension Mm. well they're also in in physical bodies they're in physical bodies Mm -hmm. and physicality here Mm -hmm. but uh like you like everyone here uh we all have lives in these other dimensions it just Mm. so happens that that's where they hang their shingle so it's a lot (laughs) or hang their hat right um shingle so so yeah so um it just so happens that it it's easier for the autist this one autist 
to communicate this way because the channel is there. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I think fascinating. It's, yeah, I think it's really interesting. You have something that seems to me to be unique working with yeah. these autists in the spiritual sense. Because I've, in the last year, I've come more and more uh, in contact and aware meeting with people who are uh, Asperger's, uh, people who are in the high end of the spectrum. But uh, uh-huh. this, uh, what you're talking about is something else from the people from, I guess they would be considered in the lower spectrum, like <coughs> who are yet they seem to have this other level of awareness that you can get through to. Um, I also understand that there's more and more children now that are being diagnosed uh, with autism. I wonder if that relates to any of this uh, changing the new earth and that. Excellent question, uh, or excellent observation, I should say. Yeah, there uh, there is no coincidence that, yes, you know, 40 years ago, one in 5,000 children had autism. Wow. Today that number is 54. One in 54. Jeez. Oh. And, That's you know, better. think about what's happening on the planet right now. We're going through this spiritual evolution. Mm-hmm. And we just had this astrological rotation that happens only one in uh, one every 26,000 years. 26,000 years. And now years, we right. are... Yeah, we're moving toward the, the light. We're moving toward the divine feminine. So, yeah, that's a great observation, uh, Rob. There is a reason it's happening. And you know, you know what? They're not looking at the real reason it's happening. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I wanted, and I'm really passionate about this, one of the reasons I wanted to write this book is because there are very few people that are writing about it and because it's so out of this world yeah. it's not taken seriously and think about those one in 54 kids you know when uh, Lyrica writes in her first book and she's written in blogs about how she did not like her <clears throat> life when she mm-hmm. was in autism before she woke up and realized who she was, why she was here, and what is she supposed to do. She didn't mm. like her life. Just think about all these autistics that are here. Who are treated medically, you know, instead of Well, spiritual. they are treated medically. They're not mm. treated spiritually. And people look at them as if they have two heads. If they right. only knew the purpose they are they are here they're doing this magnificent thing they are a miracle Mm. and we treat them as if they are uh diseased right yeah and they're not huh and and you know it's interesting because and this is talk about a synchronicity here um you know, the book was just released back in, and the name of this book, by the way, in case anybody is interested, <laughs> is The Unsuspected Heroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this book was released a couple months ago. So I'm starting to get readers send me notes. So I get this note from um, on Messenger from this woman. She goes, uh, you know, I'm autistic. I have autism. Thank you for writing your book. I always knew 
there was something, a spiritual component, but I didn't know what it was. And and so she starts sending me questions. And so I was like, who is this person? Hmm. She admitted that her she is high-functioning. Mm-hmm. She is an autist. She, um, one of her gifts is her voice. And so I'm like, well, who is she? So I go to her profile, and I open this up. She's from my hometown. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? She's from Lemonster, Massachusetts. I was born and raised, I left there when I was, um, I won't say how many years ago, but when I was uh, 20, right? So um, so what a coincidence. So I look at her profile. She's not only autistic, she is blind. Oh, wow. And I play, um, I, I, I go, well, let me do a Google search. She's brilliant. She is talented. Look up her name. She, her name is Lavender Darkangelo. Okay. And Angelo as an angel, and she sings like an angel. Huh. Darkangelo, you said? Yes. It's okay. uh, Lavender Darkangelo. God. Is that her real name? <laughs> that is her real name. Gee, that's oh. incredible. Wow. And, and the funny thing is, that, so I put a post on my Facebook page, <laughs> and... Um, and I get my 94-year-old aunt um, <laughs> calling me. She goes, I didn't know you know Lavender. She oh, played, and she's in this, not an uh, assisted living facility. She played in our assisted living facility. Oh, by the way, my family has known her, for, you know, her in-laws have known her for years. Jeez, um, boy, that came full circle. <laughs> That's sure amazing. Did. Yeah. Huh. huh. Wow. So what is this uh, spiritual energy grid you uh, write about? Well, uh, okay, so there's all these energy grids around the planet. And there is one. It's called a Christ Consciousness Grid or the Unity Grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it essentially is uh, a path to this ascension. And uh, so, yes, it's, it's a huge part of the ascension. And the autists support this energy grid in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, as humankind <clears throat> starts to interact with it, uh, you know, the, things get distorted in the grid. So these autists actually get into the grid and they fix it. Jeez. Huh. Interesting. Do you think there are any like dark entities in other dimensions who are trying to hold back the uh, the ascension from happening? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's all part of the game. Right. And, hmm. and this is a game. This whole thing on Earth is a game. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've heard that this is an illusion. It, mm-hmm. it is an illusion. It's the Matrix. And, uh, <laughs> It is the matrix. There is the dark and there is the light. And mm-hmm. uh, it, and there are dark players and there are light players. Yeah, hmm. yeah we have a friend and uh, somebody we've interviewed a couple of times who is in a continual battle uh, with those entities. And she's a very evolved... Uh, she's a retired indi- veterinarian. And very evolved individual who has traveled out of body and many... Uh, and appearing in physical and other dimensions, and then suddenly she just hit this wall, 
And uh, when she saved a, a young girl who was trapped by these entities and they came after her, and it's been a year and a half, and they've been continually after her all night long. She's, Maybe she needs to talk to you, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> she's talked to so many people. <laughs> but, uh, well, she, yeah, well, you know, it is real. And one of the reasons, uh, you know, for example, the generation of um, Lyrica, she is the older um autistic one of her she chose to come in as autistic hmm. okay and and the same for i'll use the character layla she uh-huh. chose came in as autistic it was a choice mm-hmm. and the reason they chose to come in is it's their halloween mask that's the way they put it it's their mask hmm. from the dark team because there is a dark team that do not want what these autistics bring. Yeah. Which is the ascension of the planet. Huh. Okay. Wow. I think we're coming towards the this end, end of our last uh, <laughs> our hour. I have one question, though. What is the, par- uh, the Autism Paradigm Shift Network? Oh, you know what? These are people that are involved with autistics. Mm-hmm. They are people that work with autistics and their parents, and they are on this. Um, they're aware of the hmm. spiritual aspect of autism, because there aren't many that are aware. And you got to ask yourself, why is that? Mm-hmm. This information hmm. has been suppressed. It's time for it to come to life, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what we're doing. So these are you going to write on my? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So these people are on my website. Go to my website, alexmarcoux.com. Mm-hmm. I do have a page devoted to these people. They support people um, on this spiritual path. And um, I will say that if you're interested in this book, this week I do have the ebook on special. It's one of those Kindle deals for 99 cents. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, such an imaginative book. But now my question for you, my final question, uh, are you going to write a nonfiction book on what you're doing? <laughs> you must be psychically <laughs> tuning into us. Uh, <laughs> we are currently uh, navigating a process of introducing potentially a nonfiction book Good. before the next one. The next one, um, because... We're trying to bring uh, credibility to right. this mm-hmm. process as well as, uh, you know, spread this truth in a non-threatening way in right. fiction. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, come on again once at any time. We have many more questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to this, do that. This happy is fascinating. Yeah. Thank let you. Us- and let, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you through your website. Oh, Yes, uh, yes. Come to Alex Marcoux, M-A-R-C-O-U-X dot com. Uh, and again, uh, the books are Life Signs, Tapping the Power of Synchronicity, Serendipity, and Miracles, as well as The Unsuspected Heroes. Yeah. Oh, I'm great. interested in reading uh, one that you wrote called uh, A Matter of Degrees uh, that deals with the ancient Sumerians and Mesopotamia and interest in how that ties in with the contemporary world. Absolutely. 
uh, that's for I'm another sure show. Those, <laughs> yeah, those topics are they'll be resurfacing here in the next book too. Okay, great. So thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much, Alex. And we'll send you a link when it goes up. John yeah, Johnson Turner. Yeah, let me know how I can circulate it. Okay, thank you. Great. Thanks thank so you. much. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks for joining the Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Mystical.